the magazine with AC and George Juguna. And yes, welcome to the magazine. My name is George Juguna. As uh, Esther alluded earlier, today we have a guest. And today um, I want to, I hope I'll mention this name correctly. Yehurun Vincent. Have I got it right? Jeshuren Vincent. Yeah, almost right, brother. Jeshuren Vincent, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. For those who may not know, let me just give you a bit of history about uh, Jeshuren. Jeshuren is from Malaysia. Uh, he is a man who may wears very many hats, but today he's going to speak about his journey, his, his life journey of hope, love, and just spreading that message to the world. I've, I've learned a lot about him off air, so I just want him to just tell us his story. First of all, Jeshuren, tell us, um, who is Jeshuren? Oh, so firstly, thank you uh, for this opportunity to share my story. So my name is uh, Jeshuren, uh, and then I know many people find it hard to pronounce my names. <laughs> so sometimes people call me insurance or many other things, but you can just call me Jay for a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I come from Malaysia, uh, yeah, five five hours away uh, in terms of time. And then, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful country over here uh, and a beautiful people. It's a multiracial country in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I grew up in Malaysia, uh, but, but we have uh, Malaysia, we have uh, uh, a couple of ethnic groups and uh, I come under the Indian ethnics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm a Malaysian nationality. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that is the, the interesting and uh, beautiful things about my country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's a honor and privilege to be here. And uh, yeah, that is uh, something small about me. <laughs> okay. Yep. Tell me more about your family. Uh, how many are you? Are you the firstborn? Uh, give me all those details. Okay. So yeah. um, mom, mom and dad, and then uh, I have... Uh, one elder brother and uh, I used to have two younger brothers until one passed away seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, one elder brother and then one younger brother. But uh, also sadly, uh, a couple of months back, uh, my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. So it's only uh, dad, uh, my elder brother, me and my younger brother. So it's an all boys team now actually. Yeah. So I'm the second, second child uh, mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah, in the family. Yep. So you are, you are six siblings in total, right? I uh, know. Uh, Including me was four, but uh, sadly one passed away. So it's only left three of us now, including me. Okay. Tell me more about your, your, your upbringing. How, how did you grow up uh, knowing Malaysia? And you've mentioned it being a, a multi-cultural uh, and, and including religious mm. uh, country. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, because, in, in, because since there's uh, basically primary, there's three big races in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so basically, we have uh, three. You can see by color itself, it's three different colors, mm-hmm. uh, different languages, uh, different celebration, and, and and in fact, Malaysia is one of the countries in the world that has one of the most uh, numbers of public holidays. So basically, uh, every celebration we, we we get to celebrate together. Mm-hmm. So when I when I grew up in this uh, in this country, whereby uh, we learn to tolerate one another. Mm-hmm. So there is difference in the way we uh, think, the way we do things and so on. But uh, one thing for sure, in when I was young and we learned to tolerate one another so that together uh, as a country, as a, as a group of people, uh, we, we grow as a country together. So my school, the schools that I go, uh, where I attend is a multiracial school whereby uh, you mix with different children, uh, students, uh, get to know their culture, get to know, uh, learn about them and uh, understand one another uh, know the do's and <laughs> do's and don'ts in different culture 
and that's how we grow up uh, respecting and understanding uh, each other's culture and beliefs actually yeah that mm. is something uh, yeah during uh, growing up in this country that i can share with all of you yeah mm-hmm. good did you just become a christian a christian or uh, have you grown up in a christian uh, home Okay uh so uh, we, I I I born as a christian actually mm-hmm. um because my mom and dad are christians uh, so uh but you know they actually teach me about christianity in early ages mm-hmm. early age uh, but also at a certain point of time where by around 10 years old 11 years old uh we are exposed to different religions as well uh, apart from the school lessons uh, whereby we as i said that we learn to understand each other beliefs and so on whereby i get to know uh, each a uh, different beliefs as well and apart from that we also learn from our friends whereby our friends will share their beliefs and i will share their, my beliefs as well and but came to a point when i was 13 years old uh, i make a decision that to follow jesus uh, 100% actually mm-hmm. so i make a decision i took baptism and then from there on uh, my journey in christ has been uh, going on yeah <laughs> Ah good. Tell us a bit more about how you came into salvation. You've just rushed through it <laughs> and I think it would be interesting. Okay. So yeah, uh, okay. So because um Nixon even though I grew up in uh, as I said I grew up in a Christian family, right? So mm-hmm. uh but what happened is so when I was 10 12 years old and so on I was started read, sorry from 10 years old onwards I started reading the Bible more and more actually without me knowing for a 10 years old by a boy to sit down and uh, read a lot. I started reading the stories and uh, the Bible stories and and I I just started seeing that words started speak to me. You know, uh you can read a Bible and you can just read it just like a story but if we pray and then just say God speak to me, the word actually just started to just pour into me like just like how you're drinking a water, the words just go into me just how I feel that the Bible word by word started entering to me and that is where I had when when it comes to New Testament and so on that Jesus came just came to give life that gave me the assurance that that in this world uh for salvation for for all our sins and everything Jesus came to give life so at that point of time i know that christ is the way uh the true and the life and from there on uh, i i of course i att- i was attending church and so on i decided to enter the baptism class mm-hmm. and then at 13 years old uh 13 one three uh, i took baptism and from there on uh, my journey with christ is continuing till now yeah mm, nice and how has it been for you mm. sorry it's pretty much uh, interesting challenging uh, but one thing for sure right um there is always god is there to mm-hmm. walk with us faithfully no but god is there's uh, there's always like a, you know like i can say like a roller coaster if you know i i'm not a uh, kenya probably has as a roller coaster uh, in malaysia they have a couple of big big roller coaster and you imagine right you're sitting in a roller coaster mm-hmm. and you have a belt that actually holds you mm-hmm. and then you know when you go up the roller coaster you go down you go up and you sometimes scream you sometimes shout but you realize that you will never fly out from that roller coaster reason being because the belt is actually securing you to the roller coaster sometimes just like that right in our life we go up and down and everything but we just realize god is just holding there and just walking with us every step every day just like that god is doing it in my life through different struggles to different storms uh to different challenges uh his faithfulness uh-huh. his hands is there and hence why i was able to continue until now yeah tell me tell me a bit more about um your highs and lows maybe we can start with the highs oh yes um highs okay so uh highs um 
it's always been a dream to uh share or speak in a, a circular station in malaysia mm-hmm. uh, as i said malaysia is it's a, even though it's a multiracial country but it's a, a muslim or muslim is the official religion here uh, but the constitution allows us to also practice other religion but uh, muslim is the official religion so in a secular tv uh, we can't uh, share much about christ or anything so mm-hmm. my, it's always been my dream that uh, to go in a secular channel and uh, try to play uh, music or gospel music and and actually uh, play uh, how to say uh, and to, sh- to share my testimony and so on mm-hmm. so since young i've been dreaming about it and i uh, guess what a uh, couple of years later i able to uh, be featured in a tv station actually and from there on um, right. not only one channel mm-hmm. from there on i had about like probably now 15 to 20 times featuring in a tv station mm-hmm. so that is one of the highest moment uh, that i can say that uh in my life actually and other than that uh the malaysian uh, government recently very recently recognized my travelings mm-hmm. as part of a national record in my country actually mm-hmm. so it's a very uh, big privilege uh, because to be recognized as the most number of country travel by a single individual mm-hmm. so uh, that is the heights uh, heights that i can share with you tell me more yeah. about that uh, it, it, it's called the guinness uh, world record of malaysia Um actually we have our own thing called the Malaysian Book of Record. Okay, Malaysian so Book it, of Record. Okay. Yeah, the Malaysian Book of Record. Yeah. Okay. So uh I was I I submitted sorry, submitted my uh, travelings and so on mm-hmm. and uh when they came out even I was surprised because I thought I would never get it. Uh mm-hmm. I got the uh, category for the most number of countries mm-hmm. traveled by a single individual. Basically mm-hmm. uh for a record that no one actually have traveled more as what I know. <laughs> no one have traveled more uh more than me which is i give all glory to god back actually mm-hmm. yeah so that is the record uh, uh that i actually obtained from the malaysian book of record yeah how was it for you when you when you when you when you received that call that they are going to award you for that mm actually i was pretty nervous <laughs> i mean i'm happy happy aside but i also was nervous for mm-hmm. telling that uh, god okay uh, i mean uh once i get this record uh it's going to be uh, a bit more challenging in the sense that uh, uh, uh to be honest i can just share openly i will be famous uh, and then uh, will i be able to handle it yet uh, being an obedient servant to you god as how i started my mission journey mm-hmm. so because at the point of time uh in in the general terms i will be famous but i was really nervous god am i able to humble down myself and so on just to continue to remain the guy uh, 6 years ago how i started uh trusting you and traveling you so at that point of time i was nervous and uh, of course also another part i was really sad because uh i can uh, even though i already i mean i've got the record and so on but my mom who actually played a very big role in my life mm-hmm. uh, she was not here uh when i when i was actually about to receive the record actually so mm-hmm. that was a really sad moment but uh, a sweet moment uh, whereby my family and everyone uh, came together with me uh to actually go and collect uh the record despite the pandemics and the and the situation that is going on in the country at that point of time yeah mm-hmm. okay good uh tell us your low moments so my low moment uh is whereby when i lost my left side hearing when i was 19 years old mm-hmm. uh then you lost a very your... big change i lost my left side hearing okay uh my left side hearing basically uh what it means that i'm only able to hear with one ear one okay. hearing on my right hand side So okay. on my left side hearing uh, I can't hear totally I can't hear anything at all this is zero okay so it happened uh, just overnight uh, suddenly one day 
when I woke up from sleep, uh, I basically completely lost my left side hearing uh, mm-hmm. without any symptoms or without any um, uh, anything. I just woke up. I couldn't hear. I was bedridden for a bit, um, almost a week. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said that it can't do anything and so on. And um, yeah, so that brought uh, a big change in my life because it slowly uh, uh, created depression and uh, low. Uh, it started making me to look low on myself. Mm-hmm. And excuse me. Um, yeah, so it started making me low on myself and uh, bring a big difference in my life because I started to uh, have depression in me. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the greatest, uh, uh, lowest point, uh, which I believe in my life. And also, um, throughout the years, whereby when I was starting this mission journey, traveling to share about Christ and everything, uh, many people who didn't understand what I was doing mm-hmm. uh, was actually criticizing and uh, saying many things, bad things, negative things, uh, without even uh, wanting to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was really sad. Uh, it was really heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just thank God. Uh, God gives the strength mm-hmm. that for me, I'm able to continue to go on. Yeah. That is some of the lower moments in my life. Yeah. So let us uh, move a notch higher now, Jeshurun, and, and talk about your, your ministry, your passion. You're so passionate about music. How did you start loving music, my brother? Wow. <laughs> okay, so uh, in, in Malaysia, right, interestingly, uh, we have music classes. Uh, when I was 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, exposed to learning the recorder, or in other words, we call it the flute over here. Mm-hmm. whereby you learn the notes, uh, you play songs, different songs and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at that point of time, whereby I was struggling uh, to play a song, my teacher used to catch me and uh, take the same recorder and hit my uh, finger so that I would play better. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> I was really struggling. <laughs> so at that point of time, right, um, I was struggling to play the first song uh, on the book, which is Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, my friends who were with me, they can go out of the book already. They can play songs like Titanic, the theme music and so on. So mm-hmm. that is how far uh, me and my friends uh, while we were in class. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, was, I was running away from music lessons, music I don't like actually. But one day while I was in a church Sunday service, uh, I heard one song. It's mm-hmm. a Tamil song uh, and I'm going to just sing two lines for you. Sure. The song Please sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Devane. Yen matil, yen ulatil, asai barum, devane. Yen matil, yen ulatil. It says that our uh, God um, just move in me and uh, just move in me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that one hearing that one song, right? It mm-hmm. actually is like said, wow, this is such a beautiful song. And and when I went home at a 10-year-old boy, can you imagine? I took the same flute which I disliked mm-hmm. and I slowly started to play by myself. Which And, and you wouldn't believe within two few hours, mm-hmm. without anyone teaching me, mm-hmm. I just believed that actually by God's grace, I was able to play that song in two hours. Mm-hmm. And my first audience was my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my mom was shocked. Like, how can you suddenly just play this song? Mm-hmm. So my mom sent me to the church uh, worship team. Let me ask Can you, you imagine on a... yes, yeah, go ahead. Um, now, did it have the did the music have notes? Because that is that is the basics of when you're learning to play a recorder. You use a f- mm-hmm. use you use notes. So are you playing with the notes or you're just playing? I just play. I'm, I don't have a notes. I just I remember the melody. Okay. And I just started playing like oh this da 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 da. Then I just started figuring out. And okay. I just followed the positions and I was able to play without okay. any notes or without chords or anything. Okay. So my mom was actually shocked, which my mom was the first audience until now. 
uh, that actually fitness me playing. So my mom sent me to the church worship team. Uh, whereby on a Thursday, because my church usually practice on Thursday at the point of time, I went on a Thursday with a ten years old boy holding a recorder there, and everyone there is with a guitar, the bass guitar, and a very big voice like, "Hey boy, come here!" <laughs> so you can imagine. So they told me to play the song, and I played. And my music leader told me that Jeshran, I will call you one day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, fine. So I was thinking maybe the next day, the next week, or mm-hmm. even the next year, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It took How me old were you then? Four years. But uh, I was ten years old. Okay. And uh, and it all took me almost four years mm-hmm. before he actually called me one day and said that, "Hey, can you come on this day? I would like you to join. I would like to teach you music." So it took me four years actually mm-hmm. to actually got an opportunity to really learn music at that point of time. Mm-hmm. So while in these four years, I was actually just uh, uh holding the guitar, trying to play, trying to figure out how to play. But yeah, it was a bit challenging. Even though I can start play a bit of the basics, but it's nothing like uh, learning under a teacher at that point of time because of my age as well. So at the age of fourteen, uh, the six of us who came on a particular day, mm-hmm. and so my music leader said that okay, each of you choose which instrument you like to play. Mm-hmm. So everyone chose the drum, the guitar, the keyboard, and so on. But everyone, uh, no one chose the bass guitar. Mm-hmm. So I decided to say okay, I will choose the bass guitar because uh, if I am the only bassist, so I don't have to change with people. I don't have to swap swap with people because if you have many <laughs> guitarists. You will actually have to switch feet with people because there's only one guitar in the church. Mm. So I said, like, wow, let me just take that as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that actually when I said the bass, I didn't. When I, after a while, I realized the bass was almost my height. And I initially, when I hold it, was initially almost my height. When I put it on me, it's like mm-hmm. I'm holding a big shotgun actually. <laughs> and then people used to say, Jeshuran, are you playing the guitar or the guitar is playing you? So people really make fun of me. <laughs> so. So that is uh, some of the challenge, you know, uh, in life that we face, and on a natural basis, right? When mm. we face challenge, uh, how we respond, mm. um, that that makes a difference. Uh, let me just uh, pause my story here. Mm. I would like to share with you one story, uh, which actually, uh, which 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 has a very big meaning at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story. So there's a there's a frog race. Uh, there's a frog who has a race. They need to run to a mountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, from outside, the crowd is cheering. Oh, frogs! You're gonna fail! You're gonna fail! You're gonna fail! Mm-hmm. So all the frogs are preparing to run and so on. And then uh, they wave the flag down, and all these frogs started to run. Mm-hmm. And halfway during the race, mm-hmm. suddenly one by one, all these frogs started to give up. Only one frog was able to continue and reach the finishing line. Mm-hmm. Then the whole reporters, everyone came. Uh, big big reporters came and asked, uh, "Mr. Frog, Mr. Frog." Could you tell us the secret of your success? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm-hmm. The frog just smiled. Mm-hmm. The frog just smiled, and everyone, the reporters, was puzzled. Like, hey, frog, uh, Mr. Frog, could you answer? Like, how did you able to win the race? You are the only one to finish and win the race. Mm-hmm. And then the reporters just, uh, sorry, the frog just smiled again. So let me just ask you: Do you know why the frog just smiled? Any idea? Uh, to uh, it, they proved them wrong that. Uh, they they knew they were going to fail yet they they won the race oh okay mm-hmm. very close mm-hmm. but actually the frog is deaf <laughs> the, the frog, frog is deaf is deaf. <laughs> deaf yeah so when he was running the race uh-huh. he was actually focusing on the finishing line so okay. when the people is saying oh frog you're going to fail you're going to fail because he can't hear uh-huh. he was thinking uh-huh. they are supporting him to run more and more actually <laughs> you are going to that's a good story so he was that's the one who was motivated story. yeah Uh-huh. So the point I'm sharing here, right? When people say that you cannot do this, you are failure and everything, just ignore that. Just keep focusing on what God 
has the plan the word of god that Amen. god is going to prosper you god is going to use you but he's going to do great things in your life so yeah. whenever i hold that bass guitar i just say god whatever people make fun of me holy spirit you teach me to play mm-hmm. you won't believe me in 3 months i was able to play and i was slowly start serving in my church by the age of 16 years old mm-hmm. from there i from 17 years old i switched to play guitar mm-hmm. and started learning the the lead guitar to play the guitar solos and so on mm-hmm. uh from there i was slowly serving in my church until when i was 19 years old mm-hmm. yeah this was the big change which i shared just now uh, one day when i woke up i completely lost my left side hearing yeah mm-hmm. have you ever found out why you lost your left ear mm. so uh the doctors just after a couple of uh, uh checks and so on the doctor just said that it it, it was a virus infection mm-hmm. but uh, sadly there's no any pre symptoms or any uh, any other form that is, that that is telling you it's going to happen mm-hmm. so it just happened overnight uh, without any symptoms just like that and i got to know uh, after that uh, it's it's a very common thing for a couple of people who actually face the same thing uh, like me Mm-hmm. but and on a good note uh, on because of this incident as well mm-hmm. uh, i when i meet younger people who actually went through that process mm-hmm. i able to use my story to actually share to inspire them actually yeah mm-hmm. okay good so you are in the praise and worship team um what next for you then yeah so while i was uh, in the praise and worship team uh, it's always a dream you know to play beyond the praise and worship i wanted to play in concerts um, i wanted to play in a band wanted to do albums even by 17 years old while i was playing in the church uh, there was a vision that i believe god gave me which is c4j which means come for jesus at that point of time and i was 17 mm-hmm. so i was like wow god is a vision to play using the talents we have music uh, especially when we have a secular platform how can we use this secular platform to bring jesus to play mm-hmm. gospel song but in a more acceptable way which means the lyrics and music it's more like a gospel but uh we need to uh how to say bring it to people who are actually non who doesn't believe in Christ like mm-hmm. uh, and so on so mm-hmm. from there on uh, i was started playing in this gospel band uh, having the vision to play uh, apart from praise and worship to write songs compose songs and so on mm-hmm. but uh, at 1819 uh, after this incident happened uh, the whole the whole band uh, uh, was just uh, left everyone just left and it uh, just left me alone Mm-hmm. so uh, from there on that that passion to play was still there no i need to play i want to play somewhere uh, and that actually also drove me to a wrong path because uh, during my university mm-hmm. i started taking a wrong path in my life whereby i started involved heavily in drinking mm-hmm. uh, going to night clubs uh, playing music in the night clubs and uh, that was a life that um, i didn't live a very uh, ple- a pleasing life uh, to god mm-hmm. so that was a, a bit of uh, a bit of uh, the mess that uh because i was in the uni uh, and you know i was in a studying in a island called labuan and this particular island is a duty free basically you can get uh, uh alcohol very cheap so that actually influenced me to take a wrong path actually so to so i started drinking a lot uh, involved in so on and eventually i started playing in nightclubs and i had the opportunity to play for a couple of local artists over here local uh, malaysian artists i started to play for them mm-hmm. but at the end right the first time i was playing i was so excited i changed my get up Uh, like a rock star with everything i just come but when i started playing in front of there i saw people are drinking and so on it just i felt like empty i felt like empty wow mm. this is not what i wanted to do mm. this is nothing like god i felt like and very first time i feel empty mm-hmm. like not, there's nothing there's nothing even though i'm just thinking i'm enjoying myself playing but actually it was empty mm-hmm. and that is where i came out 
at that point of time, God just gave a word and said, Jeshuran, what are you doing here? Mm. And that was the question that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I come out from the nightclub, I just say, God, mm-hmm. uh, change my life and um, help me to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the process that how uh, God changed my life that I actually able to come back to him. Yeah. Mm. Okay. At this point, had you formed the band C4J? Uh, you mean at that point? Yes. Uh, I, <clears throat> at that point, uh, it was uh, tw- around 10 years ago. No, uh, I didn't. Um, I actually let go of the vision already at that point of time. Okay. But uh, interestingly, uh, interestingly, a couple of uh, months down the road, uh, God actually uh, uh, actually stirred back my uh, this, this particular vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, I slowly started to work on it back by 2012-2013. Mm-hmm. I was started writing songs. I, I started uh, having band members uh, coming to play, uh, to write songs, to do albums and so on. And by God's grace, uh, 2014, uh, I can say this by for the glory of God, beating all the odds, <laughs> God actually helped us uh, to actually launch our first album. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that, uh, that was a big testimony or a big miracle, it caused... Um, close to 3000 US dollars to produce the album mm-hmm. but god just put one thing in our heart which is give away the album for free mm-hmm. it's like god how is it possible right you know why do you want to give an album for free like but god was just telling give this album the entire album for free mm-hmm. so that was a big challenge because uh financial wise it's going to be a big struggle to cover back that 3000 US dollars but you won't believe somehow god just continued to provide through work and everything Mm-hmm. uh that album was a blessing and in fact one of the songs become uh entered the top uh, malaysian chart show and mm-hmm. become number 3 for a couple of uh weeks actually mm-hmm. yeah so that is how god work in our life step by step actually yeah. wow i i hope uh, that uh, even as we are going to for a break you're going to get one of those songs and just give it a play here right yeah sure good 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 stuff um yeah so tell us more um what what how many how many band members do you have uh, at c4j mm, okay. so c4j currently um, we have uh, including me there's three of us uh, we have a, a vocalist mm-hmm. uh, a guitarist and a bassist uh, we currently uh, in search for a drummer in case there's anyone from kenya who would like to come and be our drummer <laughs> yeah so actually we are searching for a drummer by the way uh, yeah. and our vision is very clear uh, we are Uh, apart from our we will we would love to do praise and worship but our prime focus is actually to be out there to as a mission band to go and do mission work actually so we are ready to go to uh, different rural villages or place mm-hmm. uh, if we need to perform we perform and 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 do if we need to teach uh, we teach the people if we need to uh, evangelize we evangelize and mm-hmm. so we actually uh, train ourselves or oh, i believe god actually opened doors that we actually train ourselves to move as a mission band uh those days we actually focus on our performance only on the music part uh but as we grow older i believe there's a new uh direction that god has given like to go towards the mission field where there's no people people don't go there go there use the music attract people share the testimonies and how god did actually so by god's grace um uh, we actually produced two different albums and to god's glory as well uh two different album was actually given away for free mm-hmm. our songs can be downloaded for free at www.cfourj.com all the songs are free you can download you can reuse it uh, you can actually change it to kenyan language or whatever language because let the songs glorify god that people can be saved through that actually 
What do people say when uh, back in Malaysia when they see that you're giving away this music for free what what comes to their mind and and for for the rest of the members is this something that you have deliberately decided that you're going to do yes you 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 spend some money uh, on it uh, on on on, on re, uh, producing albums but at the end of it all you just give it out uh, for many people mm. they may not understand this but what does it mean um because um uh, to be honest with you i think yes like what you said many will never understand many uh, who actually do songs or probably i can say people who actually before me who did songs uh, actually gave me a lot of marketing strategy like how to uh, make sales how to get money which is i i don't i don't say it's wrong or i don't say i mean i don't say it's wrong mm-hmm. but uh, what uh, they came to our heart is there's many souls out there who actually haven't know the name of jesus how can we bring this album if we put a feast that's it and in fact our album title is agape to my friends mm-hmm. agape means uh, unconditional love yeah. to my friends my friends means who are non believer mm-hmm. so i'm actually bringing the god's message to them so i if i believe if i put a price for that like okay probably 5 probably it will uh, it will actually stop some of them to listen but if i give the songs for free some people asking like why why do you want to do this like everyone have a question mark why are you doing this mm-hmm. like don't you spend a lot of money don't you so that itself make a difference and people started actually wanted to hear mm-hmm. and of course people say in fact people say i'm crazy uh, wasting money mm-hmm. uh, but i thank god my mom and dad was very supportive of it uh, mm-hmm. and people say many things and in fact for the first one month people say wow you are very good and so on but then after that two three months down the road uh, people start telling oh you just do this but you see it's like a balloon you know balloon uh, like full of gas and then now it's nothing mm-hmm. but you see every time i said god you asked me to do this and now there's nothing mm-hmm. suddenly the radio station called me and said we have noticed your song mm-hmm. and we like to play your song in our radio you know it's it's a gospel song mm-hmm. to be aired in the circular station that is a big testimony mm-hmm. in fact it's it's a very beautiful moment because the moment i hear my song on the radio i almost tears i almost cry because for all the challenges and all the words people told me that one moment actually worth millions actually so from there whenever i go wherever i go all these people children adults will come and say hey i heard your song on the radio it's like wow glory to god mm-hmm. so from there people start to understand wow they, they, these guys are different the way these guys are do are different so for the glory of god we actually want to bring souls that we don't want anything to hinder the message from actually reaching out to our friends especially mm-hmm. in like countries like so whenever we put the songs for free in the website right mm-hmm. people from uh, different parts of the world can mm-hmm. just go in and download and we believe that the gospel is in the song mm-hmm. and the song will speak to them yeah okay. just to encourage someone um hey this 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 interview is just taking a different turn but uh, god is at work um to encourage that person who probably is a musician or has a passion to do something but uh they have had hurdles along the way what what would mm-hmm. you tell them what i will just say is one thing actually mm-hmm. hold on to what god has actually called you don't don't uh, 
how to say because humans are voice is actually human may uh, direct you to different paths or will pull you to this or it will look like oh that plan is better this plan is better when but when god say just obey just obey it is very hard okay god say don't do this time okay we don't do god say don't go uh, do this time you need to take a step now but you will think that god i have nothing mm-hmm. i have nothing in my hand but when you just take the step the step god will beautifully orchestrate everything yes you may first you may face hurdle but i want to tell you that all the hurdles you face today is going to be a testimony to encourage someone tomorrow all the hurdles you feel you feel like want to give up you feel like you are crying you feel like no one understands you but i want to just tell you as you keep taking a step step by step god you call me god i want to go to finish this that you have called me as you take the step one day i believe your testimony is going to bring life to many more people life out there so uh, the the biggest thing is hold on to jesus and god will guide you somehow god will speak to you mm-hmm. god will open the doors the right doors will come mm-hmm. the right people will come when when you start having a relationship with god hold on to god yeah okay good i want us to take another break and uh, when we come back we now get into the meat of the matters which is uh, talking about your mission moving around the world yeah. but before we even go for that break um and let's just give a, a snip a snippet of all this uh because you have this band and 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 then you have uh what what god has called you to do how do you balance this too and when you're away what happens to uh c4j band um so when i'm away uh, from i'm away from the country uh my band members one of them is the pastor so mm-hmm. he runs a church and another guy is uh he got married with a kid and he's the church leader mm-hmm. and i'm also in a totally i mean also in a different church so basically all of us are from the two of them from one church and me in a different church so uh we have uh, when i'm away uh we actually set a time in the year like probably 3 months or once in 3 months or twice in 3 months that we will have uh, something to do but in between we will actually have practices when i'm here we actually organize practices to run through the songs and so on so uh, we are like uh, more let's i said our focus is much lesser a bit now on the music but our focus is more on like how can we inspire impact the younger generation now mm-hmm. that uh, they can use their talents and so on for god so we schedule a, a, a plan ahead a year uh, sorry we schedule um, plans for a year and then we just work uh, according to the timeline for it actually yeah Okay. So when I'm away, uh when I'm away, they will know I'm away and they have their roles to do as well. Yeah. So we segregate the tasks like that. Yeah. Okay. Good. So which which song in uh, the second album which is Agape to my friend is your is your favorite? That I, I... Agape to my friend is my first album. Uh-huh. Uh the XYZZ is my second album. So there's two okay. albums actually. Okay. Okay. So from XYZ uh album which yeah. which is your favorite music that that we can that we can play? Uh, I think there's one song called The Untold Love uh because uh, to be honest with you I never believe I can write a song like that because uh that is one of my first time writing a a, a song that uh shows about t- telling about Christ and mm-hmm. in the end giving an altar call which is like would you like to accept Christ mm-hmm. so that's a very beautiful lyric and uh, I believe uh, when you hear this song when you hear the lyrics next up uh, Uh, as we play uh, i believe you're going to play the song so yeah. uh, it will actually you will understand uh, why i say this because the the lyrics was beautifully written and uh, and yeah for the for god's grace and for god's glory sorry uh, and you will you will know why uh, it was really tell us more about it why, what 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 inspired oh. you to write it 
Uh, because a uh, while, a uh, couple of three years ago, my friend was started to playing playing keyboard. He was just playing the four chords. It's a uh, C, F, and E minor G. I know it's a bit weird terms. Yeah. So he was playing the progression, and I was like, "Hey, can you just continue to play?" I just took a paper without me noticing. I start writing that there, there, and there itself. Mm-hmm. It's like I just wrote and I just wrote the lyrics, and I just told my vocalist. His name is Michael. Hey, Michael, can you just sing this way? Mm-hmm. And then he started to sing, and we actually finished the song within thirty minutes. Okay. And we was like one of the best songs that till today we actually produce. Ah, uh, that's why we call it the untold love because mm-hmm. Christ's love is still not told to many people. <laughs> so, and we wanted that the love, ah, uh, that untold love will be told. Ah, uh, and yeah, that we will reach out to many more people out there. Okay, you you yep. love traveling, and you've even been ah uh, recognized by your own country at home for for traveling mm-hmm. and and spreading the message of hope and love. Just tell me, how did this start for you? Um, so, uh, in two thousand and now, as I always remember, I shared my testimony about living the nightclub life and everything. I always believe that God has a very uh, purpose. There's a specific purpose that uh, God has. So, at that point of time, um, as I was really praying, like God, what is your call? What is your your purpose in 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 my life? I don't want to just ah uh, okay just ah uh, come be in this earth uh, okay do the ah uh, do something and then I mean there must be a very ah uh, the purpose that why ah uh, that I want to just ah uh, know that purpose and walk according to it. So I was always quest asking this ah uh, in in my heart. And one day ah uh, I got a word ah uh, because you know there was a, there was one pastor who just came and suddenly just told me prayed and just told me that uh, God is going to bring you to many nations mm-hmm. which you can never understand the language. Mm-hmm. I was really stunned and say like God, what kind of word is this? If you say one country, uh, it may be possible, but many countries it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And you see countries that I cannot understand the language. I I, I don't understand. I say God, that is I I seriously don't understand. Uh, because you know, uh, from Malaysia to go to Singapore, mm-hmm. it's about like three hours by by road. Actually, you can reach Singapore in three hours. Mm-hmm. But the currency is three Singapore's currency is three times bigger than Malaysia. Mm-hmm. I was telling God, even to go Singapore, I can't afford. And mm-hmm. and here, this pastor is giving me a word that I'm going to bring you to many nations. Mm-hmm. So I I was just a bit of doubt, and I just think, oh, maybe it's nothing. <laughs> I just forget about it. But mm-hmm. in coming down uh, months later, I have like three three things that I need to do, which is I need to I should not ask anyone money for traveling. Mm-hmm. I should not create sympathy to ask anyone money for traveling. Mm-hmm. And uh, with whatever money that I have, that is the money I take and go. Mm-hmm. So let's say I only have like ten US dollars when I come from Malaysia to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Is ten US dollars enough? I'm not sure. Definitely, it's not enough. But I need to just take the step of faith with that amount of money. I need to come. Mm-hmm. I was telling God, "It's impossible, God. This is impossible." But God just remind me, if you can uh, just put your faith in me and see the things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So in August two thousand and sorry, sorry, in uh, July two thousand and fourteen. I started uh, when I was writing to my work. Mm-hmm. I started getting a a a country name which is Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep on getting this country name Myanmar. Keep on repetitively getting Myanmar. That's in the Philippines, Good. right? I beg your pardon. That's in the Philippines. Oh no, Myanmar is uh, Burma, Burma, Burma okay. over here. It's okay. uh, beside India. It's a big country. Yeah. So I was keep on getting this country Myanmar, Myanmar. So I was telling like, what is this in Myanmar? And I don't even know anyone there. So mm-hmm. I went to check the ticket, uh, the flight ticket to go Myanmar and come back. It's fifty US dollar. It's a two-hour flight. Mm-hmm. I was telling, wow, fifty US dollar. It's a bit reasonable, and I have the money. Mm-hmm. So I decided to wait for I think about two weeks 
hoping that the ticket price will go up then i can say god i don't have to go because i don't have the money now <laughs> but you know i was i was finding reason not to go actually you you were behaving you know, like jona yeah <laughs> i was finding reason not to go in fact but but interestingly the in few weeks time when i check again the ticket price was exactly the same and god actually prompted my heart to go on that very specific date mm-hmm. 8 to 11 of uh, august Mm-hmm. so i just uh, took by fate i just bought the ticket going on a saturday morning mm-hmm. coming back on a monday morning i'll just say god okay you want me to go i buy the ticket already mm-hmm. but who am i going to meet there what mm-hmm. am i going to do i seriously have no idea mm-hmm. so i just contact some pastors or friends in myanmar everyone was like no we don't know anyone there we don't know anyone there mm-hmm. so i was like god am i hearing from you correctly it's like mm-hmm. am i is it correct i'm hearing from you mm-hmm. so miraculously um, i i tried everything i can miraculously 12 hours before my flight mm-hmm. my flight is saturday morning at 8 o'clock mm-hmm. 12 hours before my flight which is friday night 8 pm mm-hmm. one pastor called me and said come to my house mm-hmm. so when i went to his house he said are you going to myanmar tomorrow i said yeah mm-hmm. he called someone in myanmar and he spoke in a uh, foreign language which mm-hmm. looks like i was thinking like he's speaking something which i don't understand it's a burmish language burma mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. and he just told me that uh, he gave me a picture and said take your phone and snap this picture mm-hmm. and when you go to the airport tomorrow this person will be waiting for you mm-hmm. so i was a bit happy like wow finally god you have opened a door for me mm-hmm. interestingly just 12 hours before my flight mm-hmm. so the next day i don't have this person's number nothing by fate i just went uh, and i when i came out at the arrivals i took out my phone like you know like the movie james bond mm-hmm. was saying okay who is this person that is waiting for me <laughs> but i got confused i got confused because literally everyone there looks almost the same mm-hmm. so i was a bit <laughs> i was confused because and then until someone just came mm-hmm. from behind and mm-hmm. tapped my shoulder and mm-hmm. then i look at the at the person she's a, a, a elderly about a 50 years old uh, lady and mm-hmm. she i said oh wow sister it's you and then she i like i was asking like how long did you wait for me and i was asking her few questions mm-hmm. i realized she was just smiling at me Mm-hmm. that is where i realized she couldn't speak much english mm-hmm. and i was like god why did you send me to a place where by no one can even understand what am i trying to say so if you even ask for what no one will understand what you what you're talking about it's like she understand very very like i need to break the words mm-hmm. now where we go and then she will okay she will i need to show my hands and so on mm-hmm. so i went to the shop nearby shop because i was thirsty i took the the bottle of water Mm-hmm. I sorry before I take the water I say I want water mm-hmm. she look strange at me mm-hmm. I say I I thought maybe I pronounce it wrongly I say I want water mm-hmm. and then she look at me again mm-hmm. I just went to the shop and I took the bottle I say I want this and mm-hmm. then she understand <laughs> so I was telling like god you put me in a place that it was really challenging mm-hmm. so um 30 minutes after I arrived we went to a place where I'm supposed to stay Mm-hmm. she we both of us was waiting there she couldn't speak much i couldn't speak much mm-hmm. she just say brother is coming brother is coming mm-hmm. so i also just waited i because i assume one guy is coming mm-hmm. after about uh, uh, like one hour one guy uh, one guy just came into my to the place we stayed and mm-hmm. this particular person asked us like brother brother j he asked me why do you come to myanmar mm-hmm. i said no i even i don't know why i need i come to myanmar mm-hmm. but god spoke to me to come here mm-hmm. then as like he was looking at me and then he said uh what can you do when you come here i just say well i just released one album called agape to my friends mm-hmm. i just can share my testimony of how god touched my life mm-hmm. and i actually can share my give away my album for free that's it i just come for that only mm-hmm. and then he was speaking to that uh that elderly uh 
lady, a lady again, which I asked, got to know their brothers and sister. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly something strike my mind. Mm-hmm. And as I look at this particular uh, man and I ask him, hey, uh, you speak really good English. Mm-hmm. And he told me that, yeah, I studied in London. Mm-hmm. And immediately one thing that came to my heart is when God sent us with a vision, mm-hmm. he will provide the provision. And he was my mm-hmm. interpreter for the next three days. Can you see how God let provides me, let that? Let me ask that? you a question eh? before you go on. Yeah, go ahead. How much, how much money did you have in your pocket? Because... You had my, bought the, uh, the the ticket for fifty dollars, fifty dollars. So that means you had nothing on you, right? Uh, when I booked for fifty dollars, I have uh, eighty US dollar with me. Okay. Eighty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on. I was uh yeah, I was like this particular pastor was my God like wow God just opened the door for an interpreter. So mm-hmm. as I told you, I have no any idea where to go, what to do from there. He just told me, would you like to follow me to the village? And I know I. Just only know him five ten minutes ago. I said yes, I will follow you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the village drive was about four hours down the village. Mm-hmm. And we go to a rural place, and my and and there was a young, uh, there was a mother and a son. Mm-hmm. And the pastor just told me, Jeshurun, you need to share your testimony now. I was telling God, I'm not a speaker, I'm not a pastor. How am I going to speak? Mm-hmm. But then God just oh, say, you just speak what I give you. And I start speaking Psalms 23 verse one. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. I just tell how God will be a shepherd for us and he protects us and be with us and guide us. Mm-hmm. And and then the family was encouraged by the testimony as well. Mm-hmm. And because they were encouraged also, they, they started providing meals, uh, food for us. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in my life, I ate everything, but I don't know what I ate until now, actually. You know, <laughs> because you know, I, I, it's a rural place. And, and, and from there, the next day, we drove four hours back to the capital. And uh, there were two or three churches that brought me. I was able to share my testimony, mm-hmm. encourage them. And on Monday, I took the flight and I came home and I say, okay, God, thank you, God. That was a wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uh, it was uh, really great, but I think it's enough. But you won't <laughs> believe me. <laughs> but you won't believe me. The following month, God opened me to go to another country. Mm-hmm. The, following, the following month, God opened me to go to another country. Mm-hmm. From one country after another country after another country, mm-hmm. in 69 months, mm-hmm. God has opened door to go 102 countries for his, his name to be glorified. Wow. So, That is how it started. Most of the countries I went was Afghanistan, Syria, mm-hmm. Somalia. It was really challenging. Like really, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I was thinking, oh, it's going to be dangerous. It's going, why am I going there? People say I'm crazy. But I just believe God. I'm just doing what I can to just go to bring this gospel there in whatever form, music or maybe my speech or my lifestyle, whatever, mm-hmm. that your name can be glorified in that nation. Because I always believe that we are carrying the light. That wherever we go, we are bringing the light. Mm-hmm. So I just started going by God's grace and mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes God just say empty your wallet and just go mm-hmm. and I just empty my wallet and go for a month it was really challenging mm-hmm. but the entire trip somehow God just provide and continue doing uh, testimonies after testimonies uh, in my amazing. life amazing um I want I want us to I want to take you back a bit and <clears throat> talk about your and you've you've alluded to it in in your in your in one of the things you've mentioned um how how first of all um how how did your parents take this when 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 you told them i'm going to minma which was your first destination uh, i think my parents was um, was okay they were they were fine with it okay. uh, but actually i didn't tell them the entire story basically i don't i didn't tell them that 
uh, okay, I'm going to Myanmar and I don't even know anyone there because it will make them worry more. <laughs> it will make them worry, boy, why is this guy doing something crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, literally came to a point, uh, I think about uh, eight to nine months down the road, mm-hmm. that is where I started telling my mom and dad that, you know, I went with this country, I don't even know any single person, but God opened a door and they were uh, uh, shocked. They were terrified and shocked actually. Mm-hmm. because that uh, and then my my mom and dad understand it's a calling uh it's that what is what uh, god is using me and they just said you continue to do this and we will just support you uh even though uh, many people around them uh, say that many things negative things and so on but i just thank god for my mom and dad uh they understand me they be with, uh they are encouraging me and they prayed for me mm-hmm. uh and uh, that is a big source of strength uh, that i had in my life actually yeah Wow, that's amazing. Tell me your highest and low moments from the 159 um, so far that you've visited. I think there's a lot of uh, high and low, but one thing that I can remember now, uh, uh, I remember once in uh, Istanbul, mm-hmm. uh, there was a church that I was supposed to supposed to attend and this church, uh, but the, the sad thing is I didn't uh, save the church number on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I, I left, uh, I just took the address and uh, I went to the street and I, uh, after like, I take a train and I get on at a specific place and um, I walked the entire area, but I couldn't find the church. Mm-hmm. I was almost giving up already. I was like, God, I really going to give up, but I have no numbers to call, nothing, no one to guide. Nobody mm-hmm. can understand me. I was literally walking like, uh, walking, I keep on walking, 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 but I cannot find the church. I almost give up. Seriously, I, I walked a lot that day. I almost <laughs> give up and the church was about to start because the pastor told me to come at this time. And I was like, here, God, I'm so close to the place. But I, I, I come to the, the, the landmark that the pastor gave me, but there was no church. It was a, like an ice cream shop. It's like beside there was ice cream shop and so on. I was telling like, why? I, I don't see a church here. Am I at the wrong place? Or And then I went, I, when I went to the nearby shop, I asked if there's any road by the name here. Everyone shocked and said, no, you're at the wrong place. I almost cried, like telling like, oh, I'm going to miss my, my service and so on. I really felt um, really down that day. And that's the time whereby I remember the verse, beautiful are the lakes that people bring the gospel because I really walked a lot that day, seriously. Mm-hmm. So I came to a point, um, I, I, I I went to what, but and there's no Wi-Fi, nothing. So mm-hmm. I went to this one particular shop that was about to close and I said, uh, there was one lady who come and I said, can I buy a drink and use your Wi-Fi? Mm-hmm. She was like, no, we're going to close. And uh, then I just like, I was almost like, I hold my, I put my hands to my head and I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And then she asked me like, why? Then mm-hmm. I said, I supposed to meet my friend over here, but I don't have Wi-Fi uh, mm-hmm. to contact him. And then she was like, okay, don't worry. And she was able to speak English and she said, mm-hmm. don't worry, you can use my Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And I was able to connect her Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And the best part is uh, I got the number and then long story cut short, uh, she was able to connect me with the pastor. And the pastor came to take me. Mm-hmm. So she told me this before I go. She told me that, thank God you met me in this entire street because if you met anyone else, nobody would have helped you because no one understands what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one able to speak English. And so uh, the pastor brought me to the church. I was really happy. And while I was sharing the testimony uh, and after sharing, mm-hmm. one of these uh, lady, uh, a Turkish lady came in front and just told me this. Uh, she told me in Turkish language and I, it was interpreted to me and mm-hmm. said that, thank you for sharing your st- testimony. Because I was running through suicidal thoughts and your testimony came and gave me uh, the thoughts to actually continue to live actually. I was really shocked because that, wow, God, my my small testimony can, what I shared, that actually can bring impact in someone's life. 
I was really, really touched that they feel like, wow, it's like something that I think that is something small in me. Oh, who's going to listen to my testimony? Who's going to be blessed by it? It's just something common, but I didn't realize that someone out there was inspired by this story, actually. Yeah, so... It's, it's yeah, so that is one of the high. Okay. It's simply how you've put it. Um, that you just allow yourself to be used by God and the rest shall come. I'll never mm. forget uh, this, this incident that started um, a year into starting uh, Bloom Radio. And um, one of these days I was so discouraged. I, I was wondering whether this is what God has called me to do. And uh, I mm-hmm. go into my machine, I put my laptop on, and uh, I see a message has come in. And when I check in, I see this uh, family from Russia who have sent me a message and they tell me, uh, thank you so much. We, we love your station. We listen, me and my whole family from France, uh, from Russia. Wow. We listen and and that alone encouraged me. Uh, it, it, it really uh give me that assurance that that I'm on the right path and I look back and I people tell me stories uh every time I get discouraged I get I get just God just uses people to just you know in a way send me messages and just encourage me on what is mm-hmm. what I'm doing is is the right thing and it's 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 really it really feels good when God himself assures you that that you are on the right path it it is a really really good encouragement and your story really has encouraged me uh in a way to keep doing what i'm doing because yep. uh, many people will not understand what what it is um mm-hmm. yep 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 doing, not but, many will uh, yeah but but in a way you, you will see the small victories that god will, will will share with you of course glory and honor to him at the end of the day yep Good. Sure. Let's 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 continue. Tell me more. Some more. Some more high stories. In fact, on this uh, one, I don't want yeah. to hear any low stories. I just want to hear high stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me about like Somali. Uh, Somali. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. Let Let me just uh, before I go into that, I just want to mm-hmm. encourage you as well. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you are just going and uh, doing things where people don't do. People uh, wouldn't see something in that. But uh, as long God call you to be there. Uh, it, it may look like nothing, but it's like Noah. Like God called him to build a ship. And it sounds very crazy to build a ship when there's no rain or something at the point of time. Uh, but in fact, after 120 years, that is where the, the real thing that uh, Noah's family was saved, you see. So sometimes God calls us to do something where, where the whole world or everyone around us may laugh. But uh, for us, is to just continue to hold on to God. And, and I believe God is going to use you more uh, to make a difference out there, actually. Yeah. yeah, so I hope this encouraged you. Something uh, that I was yeah. I had when you were sharing that, and yeah, so in in Somalia it was interesting, you know, because uh, uh, it was uh, a beautiful country, and uh, in fact, Malaysia and Somalia, uh, mm-hmm. we have a very close relationship. Uh, because uh, but uh, but a bit I was a bit disappointed because when I went to the embassy in Somalia, mm-hmm. uh, in Malaysia, they said that it's quite hard to allow me to go there because of certain uh, reasons over there, a couple of reasons and so on. So I was a bit disappointed, but deep inside, I really wanted to go there. Many people might uh, say this, oh, Somalia is dangerous, Somalia is is not safe and so on. But I just felt that uh, Somalia is a a beautiful country. There is good people, there is beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's for me to go and see and and to, to, there is good people there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, I really wanted to go there. And you know what, when I ended up in Saudi Arabia, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to stay for four days extra in Saudi Arabia. So mm-hmm. I had, I told my host, uh, can you bring me to the Somalia embassy? Mm-hmm. And then the guy, uh, I went to the Somalia embassy. They, uh, there was a, I, I told them, uh, what am I going to do in Somalia and so on. Everyone say, oh, it's not possible to uh, help you. It's not possible and so on. They gave me a lot of reasons and so on. I was like, okay, so I looks like I have to skip Somalia. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's very close. I'm so close, but I have to skip. Uh, but suddenly, there was one of the staff who actually came. He just said, can you go upstairs? Maybe this guy will help you. So mm-hmm. I went upstairs and then the, 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 another guy took my guitar case, uh, which I will show you in the pictures later where I have all the flags on it. Mm-hmm. And he brought me in to, uh, he brought me in and he asked me like, why do you want to go there? And I told him that Somalia will be my 96th country if mm-hmm. I want to play music. Mm-hmm. And it would be really, really great if you can help me. I really want to go to Somalia. Mm-hmm. And he was shocked and he said, okay, I will try. So he went to meet the ambassador inside. And then he came out like 20 minutes later. I was, uh, I was to be honest with you, I was like, okay, uh, he's going to come and say, no, it's not possible and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that point of time, when he came out, he asked me this question, you know, mm-hmm. he asked me, Jeshuren, Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone in Somalia? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't even know anyone. And I was thinking like, if I say I don't know, mm-hmm. he will say, okay, I'm not going to let you. Mm-hmm. But if I say I know, mm-hmm. then maybe he might consider letting me, but it's a lie. <laughs> but I just told to myself, I'm going to be truthful. And I said, sir, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone, but I really want to go. Mm-hmm. He just looked at me and said, Jeshuren, don't worry. The Somalia government is going to help you. We are going to arrange you to go into Somalia. We are going to get you to be escorted. We are going to arrange the Somalia national TV for you to go and speak. And mm-hmm. you will be speaking there and you will uh, go in safely and come out safely. Can you imagine like, wow. Even wow. The, 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 the government or the, the people in the office was really touched. And, and in fact, uh, I think two weeks down the road, when I went to Somalia, I was, I was uh, escorted safely. Mm-hmm. They brought me to the Somalia national TV and I shared my journey there. I shared my life there. Mm-hmm. I played songs. I encouraged the people that even though through the struggles they are facing, there is a there is a hope there is a light there and uh, yes that was uh, that that video or that that uh, that how to say that segment was uh, actually played live in Somalia national TV mm-hmm. and uh, yeah even though I can't play much places there but that one place one place playing in the TV I believe that some people might have watched it and I pray that God will actually touch them through that actually so and, that and is how uh, Somali is predominantly and Somali is predominantly Muslim. Uh, yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but it's true that's just so Muslim. But I just believe that uh, um, uh, that uh, how to say? As I said, uh, when you carry the light, you bring the light. You go the light uh, that in you will actually makes a difference. There. So you, I just go in and I just do what I can do, the best I can do mm-hmm. to just uh, care about Christ and His love there. So yeah, it's it's how God just opened the door and uh. We, we just uh, take a step and go <laughs> and uh, go into it. Yeah, actually, yeah. Wow. I want to hear one more, one more, <laughs> one more story. <laughs> okay. So I'll just tell you uh, one of these uh, testimony uh, because uh, the testimonies that happened earlier in my life mm-hmm. uh, was one of the greatest things because I can say because uh, that actually uh, pushed me to go on further. Uh, so, um this testimony is a bit interesting. Uh, I was supposed to go to Philippines mm-hmm. uh, and um, I was supposed to go to Philippines and then I saved money to go to Philippines. Mm-hmm. So I bought a ticket to go to Philippines, which was 100 USD mm-hmm. uh, in November. In November, mm-hmm. I bought a ticket. But my flight is in February the following year, which is three months uh, down the road. That means I bought a ticket way ahead. 
So in December, as I said, I don't know anyone. I I beg your pardon. You you bought it way way early. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anyone in Philippines. Okay, so I was thinking, okay, maybe by I have three months. Maybe by God's grace, I will find someone by then. Mm-hmm. So in 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 December, mm-hmm. uh, I I managed to get to know a family in Philippines, and mm-hmm. they said like, okay, brother, you can come, and we will help you, and we will uh, do, we will we can host, we will host you, and bring you to the church, and so on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, okay, God, wow, this was very fast. Everyone arranged, and I'm just uh, ready to go, and so on. And then from there on. uh in january mm-hmm. my auntie came from another province uh, another state or you can call it province mm-hmm. she said that oh you are going to philippines and i said yeah mm-hmm. she said i have a pastor there maybe you can meet this pastor as well but i just told to my auntie uh, no it's a lot i cannot meet many people because it's just 3 days over there mm-hmm. so i just said no i don't want to meet him but my auntie just said contact him who knows if you are nearby you mm-hmm. can just meet him he just said maybe you go for a coffee with him mm-hmm. so i just uh, a bit reluctant but i just said okay okay auntie i will do it mm-hmm. i just wrote an email to this pastor and i told him that hey pastor i'm jeshran from malaysia i'm coming to philippines uh, can i meet you mm-hmm. and he replied me with his number okay call me when you are here with his number mm-hmm. so here comes the twist <laughs> five days before my flight mm-hmm. the family who supposed to host me mm-hmm. suddenly said that jeshran we have some problem please cancel your flight ticket mhm that was like wow i was mm-hmm. like wow why am i cancel i need to do now god what is it going on i thought everything is already arranged and now the family is telling me i need to cancel mm-hmm. i told them like what is happening why are you changing the plan now they said that uh we have some problem mm-hmm. we cannot help you even if you come also we will not able to help you you will mm-hmm. be alone i was like oh no this is very sad so i tried i contacting the the pastor that my auntie introduced I write him a long email when I'm coming, what happened, and so on. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I connect contact with few other pastors as well. So I waited from Sunday to Tuesday because mm-hmm. Friday is my flight. I waited for two days. There was zero reply from everyone. So <laughs> that makes me uh, more worry because I only have fifty US dollar in my hand to go for the trip, mm-hmm. and uh, without a place to stay, without anything, I'm so having a question mark in my life. Mm-hmm. So I I again I forwarded all the email especially to the pastor Manti introduce I write to him again longer I write every detail what time I'm arriving and thought maybe he will reply so on Thursday night Thursday uh, Tuesday I waited Wednesday I waited and Thursday night I waited mm-hmm. there was zero reply from anyone mm-hmm. and I had to make a decision God do you want me to go or not mm-hmm. then something in my heart was just telling me Jeshuran just go to Philippines mm-hmm. but I say God it sounds crazy going to a nation not knowing anyone there you mm-hmm. know how am i going to go to a nation not knowing anyone mm-hmm. but then god say just go jeshuran mm-hmm. so i took a flight to philippines uh, i seriously i tell you i don't even know where i'm supposed to go from the airport mm-hmm. i arrive at the airport at 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. i sat in the airport and say god at 3 o'clock in the morning i'm here sitting here everyone is looking a bit uh, different than me because i'm a bit dark skin and literally everyone there is fair doesn't mean it's racist but it's just that uh i am a bit different compared to all of them there mm-hmm. then i was like god are you sure you want me to come to philippines if you really bring me here now you must open a door for me because mm-hmm. nobody from malaysia can help me nobody from philippines that i know can help me mm-hmm. and all my handphones and everything are useless mm-hmm. i was like literally praying in the airport mm-hmm. and you know what god just did mm-hmm. god just stirred my heart and said call the the number that the pastor gave you the pastor my auntie introduced you know i said mm-hmm. the, he gave the number in the first email right Mm-hmm. But I say, God, the pastor didn't reply to my message. He didn't reply to my recent message and so on. Mm-hmm. He might be away from the country, or he might be he don't want to reply, 
or maybe he doesn't want me to come or he never see the email at all mm-hmm. and, and then second time god prompted my heart call the number in the email mm-hmm. i was telling god it's 3 o'clock in the morning he must be sleeping you know i believe many many people sleep at 3 o'clock except for me <laughs> so uh, and 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 uh, and uh, again that prompting came to my heart i just say okay i will try one or two times if not i will just wait until morning and i will find someone i will call him in the morning so mm-hmm. i took uh, i asked someone who was sitting beside me i, I asked their phone and and uh, i called the pastor mm-hmm. and uh, you won't believe me within few rings mm-hmm. he answered my call mm-hmm. and he asked me i said pastor i'm jeshuran from malaysia he replied me by telling oh jeshuran you are here already i i was shocked i was thinking oh maybe he was waiting for me because i get the flight timing but mm-hmm. just he didn't reply so i was thinking maybe he was waiting for me just that he don't want to reply mm-hmm. then he asked me this question do you have a place to stay for tonight Mm-hmm. and i said pastor unfortunately i don't have a place to stay but can you come right now pastor he replied me the most happiest thing which i wanted to hear he mm-hmm. said wait i will be there in one hour mm-hmm. then i was like wow praise god one person is coming for me and you know what one hour later i was in the airport i was sitting one tall man just come to me and said are you jeshuran and i said mm-hmm. yeah i am jeshuran he just i was shocked actually and then he said i am pa- the pastor you call and then i was like wow hi pastor and so on i was talking to him but as we were walking towards his car here is the twist right brother here is the climax mm-hmm. I, i asked him three questions that i said changed my life mm-hmm. and and you will know why okay mm-hmm. first question pastor do you know that i'm coming to philippines today mm-hmm. he said no i don't even know that you're coming to philippines mm-hmm. hey i really don't know mm-hmm. okay that's fine mm-hmm. what about the emails that i sent to you uh, explaining my situation and so on mm-hmm. he just looked to me and said that jeshuran my internet is down for one one month i never had chance to read any of your email It's like wow okay so basically you didn't read my email okay that's was fine mm-hmm. but how come you awake till 3 o'clock in the morning that you can come and pick me mm-hmm. were you sleeping praying or were you working because i don't uh, maybe i disturb you or so on then he was like looking at me and he was quiet he was quiet and then he said i don't know how to tell you then i said why pastor you need to tell me mm-hmm. and he just told me this brother i work in the office at late night i have no problem before this mm-hmm. but today when i was leaving the office mm-hmm. i realized someone locked me in the office and went away and it took me about 1 or 2 hours plus to find the key and when i managed to find the key and come out that <laughs> is the time you are calling me <laughs> can you imagine it's like i was shock of my life because you see god when god sent me i was blind i don't know what i'm going to do there but god has already have someone for me there well of course i pity the pastor god locked for 2 hours i really pity that But can you see how God supernaturally connects us? He was stuck in the office two hours later. He came out. I called him. He came and picked me. And we went to mission with him for three days. One soul got saved that day. And from there, I came back home. And that is the day I realized when God called us to go anywhere. And God called me to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. With or without a connection, God will work supernaturally. He can do things out of the box, out of our imagination. God can do things beyond our depth. from that day that is one of the great, biggest testimony that uh, god did in my life actually um, uh, yeah how do you feel after hearing <laughs> Oof, i am you don't know how much you are speaking to me and i'm sure you're speaking to many 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 people you you yep. love traveling and you've even been uh, recognized by your own country at home for for traveling mm-hmm. and and spreading the message of hope and love just tell me how did this start for you um so uh 
in 2000 and now, as I always remember, I shared my testimony about living the nightclub life and everything. I always believe that God has a very uh, purpose. There's a specific purpose that uh, God has. So at that point of time, um, as I was really praying, like, God, what is your call? What is your, your purpose in, in, in my life? I don't want to just, uh, okay, just uh, come, be in this earth, uh, okay, do, the, uh, do something. And then, I mean, there must be a very, uh, the purpose that why, uh, that I want to just uh, know that purpose and walk according to it. So I was always quest- asking this uh, in, in my heart. And one day, uh, I got a word uh, because, you know, there was, a, there was one pastor who just came and suddenly just told me, prayed and just told me that God is going to bring you to many nations mm-hmm. which you can never understand the language. Mm-hmm. I was really stunned and say like, God, what kind of word is this? If you say one country, uh, it may be possible, but many countries, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And you see countries that I cannot understand the language. I, I, I don't understand. I say, God, that is, I, I seriously don't understand. Uh, because, you know, uh, from Malaysia to go to Singapore, mm-hmm. it's about like three hours by, by road. Actually, you can reach Singapore in three hours. Mm-hmm. But the currency is three, Singapore's currency is three times bigger than Malaysia. Mm-hmm. I was telling God, even to go to Singapore, I can't afford it. And, mm-hmm. and here this pastor is giving me a word that I'm going to bring you to many nations. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just a bit of doubt and I just think, oh, maybe it's nothing. <laughs> I just forget about it. But mm-hmm. in coming down uh, months later, I have like three three things that I need to do, which is I need to, I should not ask anyone money for traveling. Mm-hmm. I should not create sympathy to ask anyone money for traveling. Mm-hmm. And uh, with whatever money that I have, that is the money I take and go. Mm-hmm. So let's say I only have like 10 US dollars when I come from Malaysia to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Is 10 US dollars enough? I'm not sure. Definitely it's not enough. But I need to just take the step of faith with that amount of money I need to come. Mm-hmm. I was telling God, with impossible God, this is impossible. But God just remind me, if you can uh, just put your faith in me and see the things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So in August 2000, and sorry, sorry, in uh, July 2014, mm-hmm. um, I started, uh, when I was writing to my work, mm-hmm. I started getting a, a, a country name, which is Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep on getting this country name, Myanmar. Keep on repetitively getting Myanmar. That's in the Philippines, Good. right? I beg your pardon? That's in the Philippines. Oh, no. Myanmar is uh, Burma. Burma. Burma okay. over here. It's okay. uh, beside India. It's a big country. Yeah. So I was keep on getting this country, Myanmar. Myanmar. So I was telling like, what is this in Myanmar? And I don't even know anyone there. Mm-hmm. So I went to check the ticket, uh, the flight ticket to go Myanmar and come back. It's 50 US dollars. It's a two hour flight. Mm-hmm. I was telling, wow, 50 US dollars. It's a bit reasonable and I have the money. Mm-hmm. So I decided to wait for, I think, about two weeks hoping that the ticket price will go up. Then I can say, God, I don't have to go because I don't have the money now. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was finding reason not to go, actually. You, you were behaving you know, like Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was finding reasons not to go, in fact. But, but interestingly, the, uh, in a few weeks' time, when I check again, the ticket price was exactly the same. And God actually prompted my heart to go on that very specific date, mm-hmm. 8th to 11th of uh, August. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, took by faith, I just bought the ticket going on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. coming back on a Monday morning. I'll just say, God, okay, you want me to go? I buy the ticket already. Mm-hmm. But who am I going to meet there? What mm-hmm. am I going to do? I seriously have no idea. Mm-hmm. So I just contact some pastors or friends in Myanmar. Everyone was like, no, we don't know anyone there. We don't know anyone there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, God, am I hearing from you correctly? It's like, mm-hmm. am I, is it correct? I'm hearing from you. Mm-hmm. So miraculously, um, I, I tried everything I can. Miraculously, 12 hours before my flight, mm-hmm. my flight is Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 12 hours before my flight, which is Friday night, 8 p.m., 
Mm-hmm. One pastor called me and said, come to my house. Mm-hmm. So when I went to his house, he said, are you going to Myanmar tomorrow? I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. He called someone in Myanmar and he spoke in a uh, foreign language, which mm-hmm. looks like, I was thinking like he's speaking something which I don't understand. It's a Burmish language, Burma mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. And he just told me that, uh, he gave me a picture and said, take your phone and snap this picture. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the airport tomorrow, this person will be waiting for you. So I was a bit happy, like, wow, finally, God, you have opened a door for me. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, just 12 hours before my flight. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I don't have this person's number, nothing. By fate, I just went. Uh, and I, when I came out at the arrivals, I took out my phone, like, you know, like the movie James Bond. Mm-hmm. I was saying, okay, who's this person that is waiting for me? Mm-hmm. But I got confused. I got confused because literally everyone there looks almost the same. Mm-hmm. So, I was a bit <laughs> I was confused because and then until someone just came mm-hmm. from behind and mm-hmm. tapped my shoulder and mm-hmm. then I look at the at the person she's a, a, a elderly about a 50 years old uh, lady and mm-hmm. she I said oh wow sister it's you and then she I like I was asking like how long did you wait for me and I was asking her a few questions mm-hmm. I realized she was just smiling at me mm-hmm. that is where I realized she couldn't speak much English mm-hmm. and I was like god why did you send me to a place whereby no one can even understand what am I trying to say? So if you, and then, if you even I'm, ask for water, no one will understand what you're, what you're talking about. It's like she understands very, very, like I need to break the words. Mm-hmm. Now, where we go? And then she will, okay, she will, I need to show my hands and so on. Mm-hmm. So I went to the shop, nearby shop, because I was thirsty. I took the, the a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, before I take the water, I say I want water. Mm-hmm. She looked strange at me. I say I, I thought maybe I pronounced it wrongly. I say I want water. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at me again. Mm-hmm. I just went to the shop and I took the bottle. I say I want this. And then she <laughs> understand. <laughs> so I was telling like, God, you put me in a place that it was really challenging. Mm-hmm. So um, 30 minutes after I arrived, we went to a place where I'm supposed to stay. Mm-hmm. She, we Both of us was waiting there. She couldn't speak much. I couldn't speak much. Mm-hmm. She just said, brother is coming. Brother is coming. Mm-hmm. So I also just waited I, because I assume one guy is coming. After about uh, uh, like one hour, one guy, uh, one guy just came into my to the place we stayed, and this particular person asked us, like brother, brother Jay, he asked me, why do you come to Myanmar? Mm-hmm. I said no, I even I don't know why I need I come to Myanmar, mm-hmm. but God spoke to me to come here. Mm-hmm. Then as like he was looking at me, and then he said, uh, what can you do when you come here? I just said, well, I just released one album called Agape to my friends. Mm-hmm. I just can share my testimony of how God touched my life. Mm-hmm. And I actually can share my, give away my album for free. That's it. I just come for that only. Mm-hmm. And then he was speaking to that, uh, that elderly uh, lady, uh, lady again, which I got to know their brothers and sister. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly something strike my mind. Mm-hmm. And as I look at this particular uh, man and I ask him, hey, uh, you speak really good English. Mm-hmm. And he told me that, yeah, I studied in London. Mm-hmm. And immediately one thing that came to my heart is when God sent us with a vision, mm-hmm. he will provide the provision. And he was my interpreter for the next three days. Can you see how God let provides me, Let me ask that? you a question, eh? Before you go on. Yeah, go ahead. How much, how much money did you have in your pocket? Because you At had my, bought the, uh, the, the ticket for $50, $50. So that means you had nothing on you, right? Uh, when I booked for $50, I have uh, 80 US dollar with me. Okay. 80, 80. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So on. I was, uh, yeah. Was like this particular pastor was my God, like, wow, God just opened the door for an interpreter. So mm-hmm. as I told you, I have no any idea where to go, what to do from there. He just told me, would you like to follow me to the village? And I I just only know him five, ten minutes ago. I said, yes, I will follow you. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the village drive was about four hours down the village. Mm-hmm. And we go to a rural place and, my, and, and there was a young, uh, there was a mother and a son. Mm-hmm. And the pastor just told me, Jeshuren, you need to share your testimony now. I was telling God, I'm not a speaker. I'm not a pastor. How am I going to speak? Mm-hmm. But then God just oh, say, you just speak what I give you. And I start speaking Psalms 23 verse 1. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. I just tell how God will be a shepherd for us and he protect us and be with us and guide us. Mm-hmm. And and then the family was encouraged by the testimony as well. Mm-hmm. And because they were encouraged also, they, they started providing meals, uh, food for us. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in my life, I ate everything, but I don't know what I ate until now, actually. You know, <laughs> because you know, I, I, it's a rural place. And, and, and from there, the next day, we drove four hours back to the capital. And uh, there were two or three churches they brought me. I was able to share my testimony, mm-hmm. encourage them. And on Monday, I took the flight and I came home and I say, okay, God, thank you, God. That was a wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uh, it was a really great, but I think it's enough. But you won't <laughs> believe me. <laughs> but you won't believe me. The following month, God opened me to go to another country. Mm-hmm. The, following, the following month, God opened me to go to another country. Mm-hmm. From one country after another country after another country, mm-hmm. in 69 months, mm-hmm. God has opened door to go 102 countries for his, his name to be glorified. Wow. So... That is how it started. Most of the countries I went was Afghanistan, Syria, mm-hmm. Somalia. It was really challenging. Like really, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I was thinking, wow, oh, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to, why am I going there? People say I'm crazy. But I just believe God. I'm just doing what I can to just go to bring this gospel there in whatever form, music or maybe my speech or my lifestyle, whatever, mm-hmm. that your name can be glorified in that nation. Because I always believe that we are carrying the light. That wherever we go, we are bringing the light. Mm-hmm. So I just started going by God's grace and, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes God just say empty your wallet and just go mm-hmm. and I just empty my wallet and go for a month. It was really challenging mm-hmm. but the entire trip somehow God just provide and continue doing uh, testimonies after testimonies uh, in my Amazing. life. Amazing. Um, I, want, I want us to, I want to take you back a bit and <clears throat> talk about your and you've, you've alluded to it in, in your in your in one of the things you've mentioned, um, how how first of all, um, how how did your parents take this when 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 you told them I'm going to Myanmar, which was your first destination? Um, I think my parents was um, was okay. They were they were fine with it. Okay. Uh, but actually, I didn't tell them the entire story. Basically, I don't. I didn't tell them that. Uh, okay, I'm going to Myanmar and I don't even know anyone there because <laughs> it will make them worry more. <laughs> it will make them worry. Why, why is this guy doing something crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, literally came to a point, uh, I think about uh, eight to nine months down the road, mm-hmm. that is where I started telling my mom and dad that, you know, I went with this country. I don't even know any single person, but God opened a door. And they were uh, uh, shocked. They were terrified and shocked actually. Mm-hmm. Because that, uh, and then my my mom and dad understand it's a calling. Uh, it's that what is what uh, God is using me, and they just said you continue to do this, and we will just support you. Uh, even though uh, many people around them uh, say that many things, negative things, and so on, but I just thank God for my mom and dad. Uh, they understand me. They be with, uh, they are encouraging me, and they pray for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that is a big source of strength uh, that I had in my life, actually. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Tell me your highest and low moments from the 159 um, so far that you've visited. I think there's a lot uh, high and low, but one thing that I can remember now, uh, uh, I remember once in uh, Istanbul, 
uh there was a church that i was supposed to supposed to attend and this church uh but the, the sad thing is i didn't uh save the church number on my phone mm-hmm. so i i left uh i just took the address and uh, i went to the street and i uh, after like i take a train and i get on at a specific place and um, i walked the entire area but i couldn't find the church i was almost giving up already i was like god i really going to give up but i have no numbers to call nothing no one to guide nobody mm-hmm. can understand me i was literally walking like uh, walking i keep on walking 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 but i cannot find the church i almost give up seriously i i walked a lot that day i almost mm-hmm. give up and the church was about to start because the pastor told me to come at this time and i was like here god i'm so close to the place but i i i come to the the, the landmark that the pastor gave me but there was no church it was a like a ice cream shop it's like beside there was ice cream shop and so on. i was telling like why i i don't see a church here am i at the wrong place or and then i went i when i went to the nearby shop i asked if there's any road by the name here everyone shocked and said no you are at the wrong place i almost cried like telling like oh i'm going to miss my my service and so on i really felt um really down that day and that's the time where i remember the verse beautiful are the lakes that people bring the gospel because i really walked a lot that day seriously Mm-hmm. so i came to a point um, i i i i went to what but and there's no wifi nothing so mm-hmm. i went to this one particular shop that was about to close and i said uh, there was one lady who come and i said can i buy a drink and use your wifi mm-hmm. she was like no we're going to close and uh, then i just like i was almost like i hold my i put my hands to my head and i was like oh no mm-hmm. and then she asked me like why then mm-hmm. i said i supposed to meet my friend over here but i don't have wifi uh, mm-hmm. to contact him and then she was like okay don't worry and she was able to speak english and she said mm-hmm. don't worry you can use my wifi mm-hmm. and i was able to connect her wifi mm-hmm. and the best part is uh, i got the number and then long story cut short i uh, she was able to connect me with the pastor and mm-hmm. the pastor came to take me mm-hmm. so she told me this before i go she told me that thank god you met me in this entire street because if you met anyone else nobody would have helped you because no one understand what you are saying mm-hmm. i'm the only one able to speak english and so uh, the pastor brought me to the church i was really happy and while i was sharing the testimony uh, and after sharing mm-hmm. one of these uh, lady uh, a turkish lady came in front and just told me this uh, she told me in turkish language and I, it was interpreted to me and mm-hmm. said that thank you for sharing your st- testimony because i was running through suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and your testimony came and gave me uh, the thoughts to actually continue to live actually i was really shocked because that wow god my my small testimony can what i shared that actually can bring impact in someone like I was really really touched that day. I feel like wow it's like something that I think that is something small in me or oh, who's going to listen my testimony who's going to be blessed by it it's just something common but I didn't realize that someone out there was inspired by this story actually yeah so it's it's yeah so that is one of the high okay for it it's simply how you've put it um that you just allow yourself to be used by god and the rest shall come and mm. yet uh this this incident that started um a year into starting uh, bloom radio and um one of these days i was so discouraged i i was wondering whether this is what god has called me to do and uh i mm. go into my machine i put my laptop on and uh, i see a message has come in and when i check in I see this uh family from Russia who have sent me a message and they tell me uh thank you so much we we love your station we listen me and my whole family from France are uh, from Russia wow. we listen and and that alone encourage me uh it 
it it really uh gave me that assurance that that I'm on the right path and I look back and I people tell me stories uh every time I get discouraged I get I get just God just uses people to just you know in a way send me messages and just encourage me on what is mm-hmm. what I'm doing is is the right thing and it's 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 really it really feels good when God himself assures you that that you are on the right path it it is a really really good encouragement and your story lady has encouraged me uh in a way to keep doing what I'm doing because yep. uh, many people will not understand what what it is um mm-hmm. yep 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 doing, not but, many uh, will yeah but but in a way you, you will see the small victories that God will, will will share with you of course glory and honor to him at the end of the day yep Good. Let's 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 continue. Tell me more. Some more. Some more high stories. In fact, on this uh, one, I don't want yeah. to hear any low stories. I just want to hear high stories. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me about like Somali. Uh, Somali. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. Let Let me just uh, before I go into that, I just want to mm-hmm. encourage you as well. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you are just going and uh, doing things where people don't do. People uh, wouldn't see something in that. But uh, as long God called you to be there. Uh, It, it may looks like nothing but it's like noah that like god called him to build the ship and it sounds very crazy to build a ship when there's no rain or something at the point of time uh but in fact after 120 years that is where the the real thing that uh noah's family was saved you see so sometimes god calls us to do something where, where the whole world or everyone around us may laugh but uh for us is to just continue to hold on to god and and i believe god is going to use you more uh to make a difference out there actually. Yeah. yeah so i hope this encourage you something uh, that i was yeah. I, i had when you were sharing that and yeah so in in somalia it was interesting you know because uh uh it was a, a beautiful country and uh, in fact malaysia and somalia uh, mm-hmm. we have a very close relationship uh because uh, but uh, but a bit i was a bit disappointed because when i went to the embassy in somalia mm-hmm. uh in malaysia they said that it's quite hard to allow me to go there because of certain uh, reasons over there a mm-hmm. couple of reasons and so on So mm-hmm. I was a bit disappointed, but deep inside, I really wanted to go there. Ma- many people might uh, say this: "Oh, Somalia is dangerous. Somalia is uh, is not safe, and so on." But I just felt that uh, Somalia is a is a beautiful country. There is a good people. There is beautiful people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's for me to go and see and and to to there is a good people there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I I really wanted to go there. And you know what? When I ended up in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. uh, I had to stay for four days extra in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So I had I told my host, uh, "Can you bring me to the Somalia embassy?" Mm-hmm. And then the guy, uh, I went to the Somalia embassy. They uh, there was a, I, I told them uh, what am I going to do in Somalia and so on. Everyone say, "Oh, it's not possible to uh, help you. It's not possible," and so on. They gave me a lot of reasons and so on. I was like, "Okay, so I looks like I have to keep Somalia." Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's very close. I'm so close, but I have to skip. Uh, but suddenly, there was one of the staff who actually came. He just said, "Can you go upstairs? Maybe this guy will help you." So mm-hmm. I went upstairs, and then the the the, the another guy took my guitar case, uh, which I will show you in the pictures later, where I have all the flags on it. Mm-hmm. And he brought me into. Ah, uh, he brought me in, and he asked me like, "Why do you want to go there?" And I told him that Somalia will be my 96th country if mm-hmm. I want to play music. Mm-hmm. and it would be really really great if you can help me i really want to go to somalia mm-hmm. and he was shocked and he said okay i will try so he went to meet the ambassador inside and then he came out like 20 minutes later i was uh, i was to be honest with you i was like okay uh, he going to come and say no it's not possible and so on 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that point of time when he came out, he asked me this question, you know. Mm-hmm. He asked me, Jeshuren, mm-hmm. do you know anyone in Somalia? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't even know anyone. And I was thinking like, if I say I don't know, mm-hmm. he will say, okay, I'm not going to let you. Mm-hmm. But if I say I know, mm-hmm. then maybe he might consider letting me, but it's a lie. <laughs> But I just told to myself, I'm going to be truthful. And I said, sir, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone, but I really want to go. Mm-hmm. He just looked at me and said, Jeshuren, don't worry. The Somalia government is going to help you. We are going to arrange you to go into Somalia. We are going to get you to be escorted. We are going wow. to arrange the Somalia national TV for you to go and speak. Mm-hmm. And you will be speaking there and you will uh, go in safely and come out safely. Can you imagine like, wow. Even wow. The, 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 the government or the, the people in the office was really touched and and in fact uh, i think two weeks down the road when i went to somalia i was i was uh, escorted safely mm-hmm. they brought me to the somalia national tv and i shared my journey there i shared my life there mm-hmm. i played songs i encouraged the people that even though through the struggles they are facing mm-hmm. there is a there is a hope there is a light there and uh, yes that was uh, that that video or that that uh, that how to say that segment was uh, actually played live in somalia national tv mm-hmm. and uh, yeah even though i can't play much places there but that one place one place playing in the tv i believe that some people might have watched it and i pray that god will actually touch them through that actually so and, that and is how somali uh, is predominantly and somali is predominantly muslim uh yes correct yep yeah and uh yeah. but it's true that they're so muslim but i just believe that uh, um uh, that uh, how to say as i said uh, when you carry the light you bring the light you go the light uh, that in you will actually makes a difference there. so you i just go in and i just do what i can do the best i can do mm-hmm. to just uh share about christ and his love there so yeah it's it's how god just opened the door and uh we we just uh, take a step and go <laughs> and uh go into it yeah actually yeah wow i want to hear one more one more <laughs> one more story <laughs> okay so i'll just tell you uh, one of these uh, testimony uh, because uh, the testimonies that happened earlier in my life mm-hmm. uh, was one of the greatest things because i can say because uh, that actually uh, pushed me to go on further uh, so um, this testimony is a bit interesting uh, i was supposed to go to philippines mm-hmm. uh, and um, i was supposed to go philippines and then i saved money to go philippines mm-hmm. so i bought a ticket to go philippines which was 100 usd mm-hmm. uh, in november in november mm-hmm. i bought a ticket but my flight is in february the following year which is 3 months uh, down the road that means i bought a ticket way ahead so way in december ahead. as i said i don't know anyone i i beg your pardon you you bought it way way early yeah correct mm-hmm. and i don't know anyone in philippines okay so i was thinking okay maybe by i have 3 months maybe by god's grace i will find someone by then mm-hmm. so in 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 december mm-hmm. uh, i i managed to get to know a family in philippines and mm-hmm. they said like okay brother you can come and we will help you and we will uh, do we will we can host you will host you and bring you to the church and so on mm-hmm. so i was like wow okay god wow this was very fast everyone arranged and i'm just uh, ready to go and so on and then from there on uh, in january mm-hmm. my auntie came from another province uh, another state or you can call it province mm-hmm. she said that oh you are going to philippines and i said yeah mm-hmm. she said i have a pastor there maybe you can meet this pastor as well but i just told to my auntie uh, no it's a lot i cannot meet many people because it's just 3 days over there mm-hmm. so i just said no i don't want to meet him but my auntie just said contact him who knows if you are nearby mm-hmm. you can just meet him he just said maybe you go for a coffee with him mm-hmm. so i just uh, a bit reluctant but i just said okay okay auntie i will do it mm-hmm. 
I just wrote an email to this pastor and I told him that hey pastor I'm Jeshran from Malaysia I'm coming to Philippines uh can I meet you mm-hmm. and he replied me with his number okay call me when you are here with his number mm-hmm. so here comes the twist for <laughs> five days before my flight mm-hmm. the family who was supposed to host me mm-hmm. suddenly said that Jeshran we have some problem please cancel your flight ticket mm-hmm. that was like wow I was mm-hmm. like wow why am I cancel I need to do now god what is it going on I thought everything is already arranged and now the family is telling me I need to cancel mm-hmm. I told them like what is happening why are you changing the plan now they said that uh we have some problem mm-hmm. we cannot help you even if you come also we will not able to help you you will mm-hmm. be alone I was like oh no this is very sad so I tried I contacting the the pastor that my auntie introduced mm-hmm. I write him a long email when I'm coming what happened and so on mm-hmm. so I uh, I connect contact with few other pastors as well so i waited from sunday to tuesday because mm-hmm. friday is my flight i waited for two days there was zero reply from everyone so <laughs> that makes me uh, more worry because i only have 50 us dollar in my hand to go for the trip mm-hmm. and uh, without a place to stay without anything i was having a question mark in my life mm-hmm. so i i again i forwarded all the email especially to the pastor manti introduce i write to him again longer i write every detail what time i'm arriving and thought maybe he will reply so on thursday night thursday uh, tuesday i waited wednesday i waited and thursday night i waited mm-hmm. there was zero reply from anyone mm-hmm. and i had to make a decision god do you want me to go or not mm-hmm. then something in my heart was just telling me jeshuran just go to philippines mm-hmm. but i say god it sounds crazy going to a nation not knowing anyone there mm-hmm. you know how am i going to go to a nation not knowing anyone mm-hmm. but then god say just go jeshuran mm-hmm. so i took a flight to philippines uh i seriously i tell you i don't even know where i'm supposed to go from the airport mm-hmm. i arrive at the airport at 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. i sat in the airport and say god at 3 o'clock in the morning i'm here sitting here everyone is looking a bit uh different than me because i'm a bit dark skin and literally everyone there is fair doesn't mean it's racist but it's just that uh i'm a bit different compared to all of them there mm-hmm. then i was like god are you sure you want me to come to philippines if you really bring me here now you must open a door for me because mm-hmm. nobody from malaysia can help me nobody from philippines that i know can help me mm-hmm. and all my handphones and everything are useless mm-hmm. i was like literally praying in the airport mm-hmm. and you know what god just did mm-hmm. god just stirred my heart and said call the the number that the pastor gave you the pastor my auntie introduced you know i said mm-hmm. the, he gave the number in the first email right mm-hmm. but i said god the pastor didn't reply to my message he didn't reply to my reason message and so on Mm-hmm. he might be away from the country or it might be he do want to reply or maybe he doesn't want me to come or he never see the email at all mm-hmm. and, and then second time god prompted my heart call the number in the email mm-hmm. i was telling god is 3 o'clock in the morning he must be sleeping you know i believe many many people sleep at 3 o'clock except for me <laughs> so uh, and 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 uh, and uh, again that prompting came to my heart i just say okay i will try one or two times if not i will just wait until morning and i will find someone I will call him in the morning. So mm-hmm. I took uh, I I asked someone who was sitting beside me I, I asked their phone and and uh, I called the pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, you won't believe me within few rings mm-hmm. he answered my call. Mm-hmm. And he asked me I said pastor I'm Jeshuran from Malaysia. He replied me by telling oh Jeshuran you are here already. I I was shocked I was thinking oh maybe he was waiting for me because I gave the flight timing but mm-hmm. just that he didn't reply. So I was thinking maybe he was waiting for me just that he don't want to reply. Mm-hmm. Then he asked me this question, do you have a place to stay for tonight? Mm-hmm. And I said, Pastor, unfortunately, I don't have a place to stay, but can you come right now, Pastor? He replied me the most happiest thing which I wanted to hear. He mm-hmm. said, wait, I will be there in one hour. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, wow, praise God, one person is coming for me. 
and you know what one hour later i was in the airport i was sitting one tall man just come to me and said are you jeshuran and i said yeah i am jeshuran he just i was shocked actually and then he said i am pa- the pastor you call and then i was like wow hi pastor and so on i was talking to him but as we were walking towards his car here's the twist right brother here's the climax mm-hmm. I, i asked him three questions that i said changed my life mm-hmm. and and you will know why okay mm-hmm. first question pastor do you know that i'm coming to philippines today mm-hmm. he said no i don't even know that you're coming to philippines mm-hmm. hey i really don't know mm-hmm. okay that's fine mm-hmm. what about the emails that i sent to you uh, explaining my situation and so on mm-hmm. he just looked to me and said that jeshuran my internet is down for one one month i never had chance to read any of your email he's like wow okay so basically you didn't read my email okay that's was fine mm-hmm. but how come you're awake till 3 o'clock in the morning that you can come and pick me Mm-hmm. were you sleeping praying or were you working because i don't uh, maybe i disturbed you or so on then he was like looking at me and he was quiet he was quiet and then he said i don't know how to tell you then i said why pastor you need to tell me mm-hmm. and he just told me this brother i work in the office at late night i have no problem before this mm-hmm. but today when mm-hmm. i was leaving the office mm-hmm. i realized someone locked me in the office and went away and he took me about one or two hours plus to find the key and when i managed to find the key and come out that is the time you are calling me <laughs> can you imagine it's like i was shock of my life because you see god when god sent me i was blind i don't know what i'm going to do there but god has already have someone for me there well, of course i pity the pastor god lock for two hours i really pity that but can you see how god supernaturally connects us he was stuck in the office two hours later he came out i called him he came and picked me and we went to mission with him for 3 days one soul got saved that day and from there i came back home and that is the day i realized when god calls us to go anywhere and god called me to go anywhere mm-hmm. with or without a connection god will work supernaturally he can do things out of the box out of our imagination god can do things beyond our that from that day that is one of the great, biggest testimony that uh, god did in my life actually Uh, uh yeah how do you feel after hearing who <laughs> i am you don't know how much you are speaking to me and i'm sure you're speaking to many 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 people let us just now bring this to a close and i just want to ask you uh <clears throat> a question uh what 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 motivates you to keep doing what you're doing vincent um so it's uh... it's thank you for the question uh, so this uh, question is a very uh, it's a very i uh, i would say hard or maybe you can say easy because mm-hmm. in the sense that you have a call you have a direction mm-hmm. uh, you know you need to finish uh, this and uh, you know you have a certain things that you need to do mm-hmm. uh, yes there is things to go on and finish there but also you also have a setback whereby or sometimes our faith or things around us get shaken we will think that how god i'm mm-hmm. going to do this how am i going to do that yes the last country was a miracle but I'm actually worried to the next country. I'm actually thinking, I'm thinking. So um, it actually slowly, uh, I just started to just realize that, okay, God, I'm not going to overthink so much. I'm not going to do. If you really, if you want me to go, you will open the door. I just have to just sit down like the roller coaster story I shared in the early. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit down like that. I'm just going to let you lead me, God. Just you lead me where you want me to go. Mm-hmm. You're going to just open the door. So the beyond that, I, and, and I felt the passion for, The, the the need to bring this message to the people because mm-hmm. um because I, i i alone can do maybe just let's say i alone do 10 but mm-hmm. if i inspire people uh, around me around me let's say i go to kenya i inspire 10 more people it's already uh, me doing 
then the other 10 do another 10 is already 100 so that is why i realized that uh it's about training and passing on the message and encouraging others because there will be many people like me out there who actually lost uh, probably lost something who actually have a call or, or was clueless or doesn't have a direction who was struggling actually who someone is depressed but i believe this testimony is this encouragement when it goes to them mm-hmm. will uh, bring uh, something new uh, because god going to change their life actually so that actually uh, pushed me to actually go and say that there's someone out there who really need this message and that actually one of the thing that kept me going uh, for the glory of god actually yeah amen and uh, <clears throat> excuse me for that um you also write you've also written a book tell me more about uh, your your book okay so before i share with you the book i want to share with you about my university because that it will be related with the book Mm-hmm. during my university i uh, i really struggled to write a 10 page assignment i really struggled <laughs> when you see even god's empowerment uh god's empowerment i actually wrote a book actually you won't believe me like 10 years down the road um even in fact most of my university assignment my friends actually uh we worked together in a team so i just do my part and then be able to compile it but when it comes to a book i was like how am i going to write a book so i was thinking of the title was the title is meaning of into the potter's hand meaning that how god uh just break my life and mold it and i believe all of our life are like that how god break it and mold it for the specific purpose whereby we might fail we might uh face uh, disgracement and everything but god just break us and mold us so i was just writing my early testimonies in the book so i just write in few months i think around 2 months plus i was able to finish the book uh about 100 pages uh, it was the first book actually so i i wrote it um uh, I said like autobiography I just wrote all the test, some of the testimonies by the way mm-hmm. and uh, when I finish it I pass it to editor I uh, able to raise the money to produce it and uh, yeah September 2017 I mm-hmm. uh, was able to produce my first book and the, it was a bit more uh, touching for me because I was able to produce September it before I reached the age of uh, 2017 yeah my first book yeah okay uh, it was a bit touching because I was able to produce it before I reached the age of 30 so that adds a very special moment for me because uh, not many people uh, who actually write book before 30 so uh, there was really something special for me which i give uh, glory back to god and uh, yeah so the book was uh, at that point of time to be honest not many people know me or know what i'm doing so it was a bit slow in terms of people uh, getting to know the book but uh, yeah recently uh, many people uh, because of the the record and so on many people came to know about the book so many people uh, uh, got it again i uh, would like having uh, like getting it from the google and so on uh yeah so but currently i'm working on my second book uh mm-hmm. my second book uh, title is uh its title uh, seat 39f uh, seat 39f mm-hmm. uh, probably you'll be thinking it's like an aeroplane seat of 39f uh, maybe i like the 39 seat in the plane but actually it's no uh, because it's actually meaning of 39f means is 39 days of god's faithfulness mm-hmm. uh, because when i went to south america for 39 days Mm-hmm. Uh, in 21 countries uh, i started with zero money absolutely zero when i leave malaysia i had zero money seriously i'm not joking i had mm-hmm. zero and how god provided for 39 days without me asking uh, or saying my need actually so i was i uh, just writing detail by detail how i able to continue for 39 days in 21 countries of god's faithfulness mm-hmm. so uh, i am targeting to uh, get the book to uh, pre believers Mm-hmm. uh so that uh that, that's why the title is c39f uh so they will ask me like why why is it uh, like that so i'm able to share how god is faithful 
to me during that 39 days of course god is faithful to all the time but i am focusing on uh, 39 that 39 days uh, this is what i am writing in my next book actually yeah okay how can people get your first book uh you can just uh, google jeshuran vincent my name mm-hmm. and then you can see into the potter's hand or maybe you just google into the potter's hand jeshuran vincent uh, mm-hmm. the book is there it will be there actually. yeah you can okay. obtain or if you can't if you can't get it or you like to get it you can just drop me an email mm-hmm. uh, at uh, c4j@gmail.com uh, mm-hmm. c f o u r again f for france mm-hmm. o for oman u for uruguay mm-hmm. uh, r for russia and j for japan mm-hmm. at @gmail.com c4j@gmail.com okay. and i will actually uh, just send the copy over to you yeah okay i want us to pray but before we pray i like you to encourage uh someone who is afraid to get into that space which god has called them to um yeah okay so i just want to tell you that uh firstly all the supernatural testimonies that i was sharing here is not because of what i did or how i did it is nothing mm-hmm. because of me it's how god supernaturally lead so so the same god here is actually can 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 use all of your life out there i just want to go to the scripture uh, and with the scripture john chapter 6 verses 1 to 14 you see jesus feed the 5000 people uh, but what jesus used to feed the 5000 people is a young boy's gift whereby he just bring the five bread and two fish mm-hmm. two things we can learn from this young boy right while everyone there's lot of people around him but the young boy just step out he saw the need he just step out he think that in his heart he thinking that oh, what how can i uh, be a blessing there what in my hand i have this five bread and two fish how can i be a blessing with that he just think in this mind and came forward so i just encourage you today whatever talent you have whatever you have in your hand it doesn't matter because you just have to step you just have to say god this is what i have in my hand mm-hmm. use it for your glory and when you when the young boy also came he didn't even give four bread or one fish three bread or one fish he gave the best which means he gave the best of his life his talent and everything mm-hmm. and these two things and what happened jesus is the one who took it and just pray and it multiplied to 5000 people and more mm-hmm. than uh, it was a blessing to more than 5000 people today so i just tell you that two things we want i i believe you encourage you just step out mm-hmm. with whatever you have maybe you have the smallest talent in the world but remember mm-hmm. you have the greatest god Jesus Jesus who actually can use whatever you have to multiply i don't know 1000 times or uh, 100000 times for his glory so do not be afraid to step out uh you will actually face challenges different challenges people will look down on you people will say many things but just focus on Christ because God is the one the one who calls you is a faithful God and just do your best whenever you get whenever you do your best you might uh you might uh, how do you say fail I, i just quickly had a story when i had my first tv interview uh i i went my head my first tv interview i was too nervous right i repeated the word basically 15 times you know in the interview uh why <laughs> every question they ask me uh jeshuran what do you think about music i said basically music is about blah 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 second question what do you think about this basically blah. so i repeated the word basically 15 times everyone called me mr basically after that many people <laughs> made fun of me many people uh made fun of me and so on but you know uh one year later i got the same interview i spoke a bit better i prayed and i said god I want to speak better. I I don't want to be nervous. I speak better and from there on I start speaking better and better. So, why am I telling you this? Right? It's a process whereby 
when you do the first time you might think that oh i'm not good i'm really not good at it i'm think i'm a failure and so on but i just want to tell you god just break us and he's going to polish and he's going to rebuild us to be the perfect vessel for his uh, his purpose so you may face struggle you might fail but do not stop there continue to learn equip yourself and do not step or uh, do not stop continue to go whatever god will make you the perfect vessel so uh, whoever you are you're listening this don't be afraid remember the god who called you is a faithful god humans may fail you but jesus never fails you so i believe uh, this message remember step out and uh, give your best and just have a relationship with god god is going to use your life to bring uh, an impact in your nation and in fact in this world that's all amen it doesn't matter what small thing you have just pray yep. <laughs> could you pray for us uh, jashuru okay sure uh wherever you are just close your eyes um just just uh quiet down our hearts for a while and uh, just look upon the lord as we just uh together we just pray father we just thank you for this time thank you father god for whoever listening this talk father god we just pray the father god that you will open their their eyes or open their ears father open their heart father god father god that many people has been stuck by fear or what going on around the world father god many people has been caught up by fear father god but right now father god in all the fear father god let the fear be broken let faith arise in them father god father god you you are um, doing all the times father god father god in the time of moses in the time of elijah in the time of elisha in the time of nehemiah in the new testament in time of paul in the time of peter one thing we can see father god many things we can see but beyond that father god we know your supernatural faithfulness hand is there father god that you will never leave us you will never forsake us father god because you are a faithful god who is there beside us who's walking with us father god help us lord father god help whoever is listening this this talk today father god let your eyes your heart be open that they can experience you supernatural today father god that they can walk according to the call that you have placed in their life father god that they can be be, be prepared to take the step father god many some of us here have been been thinking oh what if i take what is people is going to say father god let all the walls of what people going to say be broken let your word encourage them and let it be a wall to protect them from all this discouragement lord father god just father god right now father god we just pray and we encourage each and everyone also we pray for this station father god you're going to use this station to bring impact not only in kenya father god we're going to bring uh, impact to the rest of the world whoever mm. listening this talk whoever listening this thing uh, the dj's the staff whoever the background everyone involved father god mm-hmm. that you're going to be a bless you're going to bless them father god you're going to bless them with new ideas that they will come up with new creative ideas to mm-hmm. bring the message of yours to different nation father god father mm-hmm. god change their mindset father god is no longer looking inwards father god but is looking outwards to the rest of the world Mm. This is a international radio father god. This mm. is a international radio that is going to broadcast in every nation one day. One day it's going to bring a message of yours to different nations where mm. the gospel can go of father god. Mm-hmm. We just pray you continue to bless everyone. We thank you for this time as well of father god. We just ask this and pray in Jesus name I ask and I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much uh Jeshurun for joining us today. Again, you have an amazing story which I know will encourage us, and that is the reason why we started this station. That we may be, we may bring hope, we may bring um, joy into people's hearts and make their lives bloom because of what 
Jesus can do. And your story is just perfect for this situation. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this is not the first one. And wherever you visit uh, any country, remember to just tag us where you go. And uh, we will be definitely be out there to, to support you. And may the Lord use you in each and every way that he sees and deems fit, O oh God. And may he expand you. Because I know... Um, the beautiful feet that God is using for you to spread the gospel is what he will do to the rest of the world. Keep doing what you're doing, oh God. And may I know the Lord will bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for this privilege and opportunity to share. Uh, all glory to Jesus alone. Amen. 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 The Magazine with AC and George Jogona.